We're going to kick off the program with one that Dino's great mates. Uh, they've had a long-term relationship. The Cranbourne boys back in the days, and they partnered together to give Dino his biggest thrill and his greatest success in racing. I speak of Robbie Griffiths, of course. They partnered with the quarterback to win the new market. Blackheart Bart bursting through near the inside. Chatak with a quarterback and Japanisma across the track with 100 metres to go. Blackheart Bart, the quarterback coming at him. Blackheart Bart, the quarterback. They hit the line. The quarterback, I think, from Blackheart Bart and a photo finish. Chautauqua might be third from Churchill there. Robbie, appreciate you joining us this morning. I know how difficult it would be for you, but I know hearing the quarterback and, and everyone uh, who has spoken so amazingly well this morning about Dino's life, would have put a smile on your face and indeed it would put a smile on Dino's face to see how well he's remembered and how much he's loved. How are you this morning, Robbie? Yeah, uh, roller coaster, Michael. Um, uh, emotionally smashed, but, uh, but then incredibly uh, proud to listen to all the tributes and lots of laughs and lots of fun times listening to some of the recollections of stories listening to uh, Simon Marshall and... Uh, you know, going back over time there and, uh, and uh, you know, just all the fun times that, you know, people have had. And, you know, Dino would be so proud of some of those stories of, you know, picnic races and hunters clubs and, and uh, you know, and just Hamish, some of those stories we were telling on, you know, and they're, they're, that scene, you know, that, you know, you can get on the phone there and talk to him and four hours later you're, you're still talking, you know. <laughs> That's sort of how it was when we'd have our car rides going to races early days there when Ivan Calibre and myself and Dean would wander off to races far away early days of our training career and things like that and it was just, you know, his quick wit and signed up to the lines and all sorts of things that, and that's what made Dean who he was, you know, so it was just, uh, you could go on forever and uh, so reliving a lot of those, a lot of those memories through everyone talking on the radio this morning, um, yeah, brought back... Uh, a lot of our own memories, you know. It's been such a remarkable life, uh, and it's it's gone from all levels, from winning Melbourne Cups with billionaires, who he calls great mates, like Jerry Ryan and Lloyd Williams, to winning picnic races with his mum, Sandra, and, and setting them up for plungers. Uh, there's not a person that Dean couldn't talk to and wouldn't be a friend with as well. Uh, do you remember the first time you crossed paths with Dean? Well, like Simon, we, we all started together. Like, I, you know, grew up in, you know, Casey Road, Devon Meadows, around the corner from Simon, and uh, we all grew up, you know, I'm 53, Dean's 54, and, you know, and my brother's 55, and um, and we all grew up at the same time. We're all doing the same profession. We're all, you know, Rodney and Simon and I were apprentice riders, and, uh, and Dean, you know, just lived for the industry and lived for all sport, to be honest. He, he would have been great at any sport he turned his hand to. And, and uh, it's funny, he uh, he used the name Mr Magic because he loved that horse with Cyril Beachy yes. and, uh And then, um, you know, so having that um, passion and getting that opportunity to use Mr Magic as his name as, when he got the opportunity to be the track clocker, the next minute he's following us in our career and... Um, you know, and we're riding his horses for him, and then long come another great mate, Ivan Culler, and he's riding for him. And so then it was a natural transition, sort of once I started training, that he's popping the horses, and next minute we're going to the races, and uh, uh, Dean starts managing uh, 
the jockeys and Pete Burton's and, and, then, and so on and Simon and, you know, and it just, it just sort of started and just kept going and going and going and, and here we are today and, and, uh, and that many memories in the middle of it all. And, uh, but as you say, like, you know, like, along that journey, you know, uh, had a picnic course that we took to the picnics and won three straight and they had a, they, they take on a bigger bet at the picnics. You know, we got, we got better. We got better value there. This is, of course, it should have been probably a dollar fifty, and started three dollars fifty. So we had more fun. You know, but, but you know, there were so many. Um, as you say, he, you know, he could mix it with uh, the kings and queens, and he could mix it at the picnics, and he loved the picnic scene. And uh, yeah, but that was Dino, so fantastic. And the putters know Dino for the tips that he would give out his analysis and insight, but. I know there was a lot more behind the scenes. His ability to, to plan horses' preparations, know where they should go, read races. Um, have, you, have you come across someone like Dean Lester who could do that with such consistent ability to find the best for the horses? No, you won't, because, you know, when you've got someone that's you know, borderline total recall memory like he has, you know, he can drag... You can drag a stat from from any year at any time. You know, you can just you can just talk and you'll say, remember this and this and this and this stat and this stat and this work with this horse and that horse and this program and this work with this year and so on. You know, and it's just it's just like hitting a Google button. You know, if you want to know the results or a recipe that's worked and it worked in this year and that year, and you just you just ask him, and it, it's just it's literally like tapping a Google button on your computer and. Uh, and that's where Dino was so good. So he could he could recite a formula that's worked before, and uh, and so on. So in terms of doing a program with uh, with any horse leading into any carnival, you could always call upon his uh, his resources uh, for that for that knowledge. And and everyone did. And that's why you know that's why he was so loved by all because you know from a jockey's perspective, you know he could give them any knowledge on any track and any data. And from a training perspective, any trainer could call on him for any recipe that's worked before, whether it was any you know, fast great cup winners or, you know, so many slipper results or whatever. You know, there's historical data that he would just remember at the top of the hat. You'd grab him at the race and say, what about this? he say, well, this is this, this is this, you know. And that's where, and everyone would grab him, you know, as we've seen throughout the weeks of his uh talking about seeing the administrators and jockeys and trainers and everyone would take advantage of his knowledge and uh, and it was always on call because it was always in there, you know, it was always there. The other part that struck me with Dino and, and getting to know him a little bit better through working with him was when he would do the Saturday morning program, it was focusing on the tips, but uh, Daniel Harford touched on this earlier this morning getting to know more of his personality he had such a great wit and a general knowledge in all aspects and we saw a bit more of that with the friday tip off that they'd have with the boys and then when gareth did that section with hamish as well as dino and then when we did the spring ticket last year he had more time to show not just his love of racing but what he loved outside of it as well what was dino the man to you robbie oh well dino Oh, well, Dino, he covered all bases, as I said. He could have been great at anything he turned his hand to because he had such a high IQ and, and a passion for everything. You know, he had a passion for, for music, uh, for anything that was 
excellent, you know, fine foods, music, any sport. I mean, he chose racing, but he loved any sport at all. And so it was very easy, like listening to Hamish earlier when he said his mum got on the phone and three hours later, you know, she, she mm. hopped off the phone. And that was Dean, because you could, you could talk to him and you'd get onto a movie. You know, when I spoke to him recently, I hadn't had a chance to see him because he was in our hospital. So when I did the other day, I sat there for four and a half hours beside him on dialysis. And we were laughing because we were talking about the castle, the movie, you know, and then you'd be talking about Seinfeld episodes and you'd watch mm. the races and you'd be talking about that. And so Dean, Dean, the man, the person, was such an all-rounder that there wasn't a topic that he wasn't interested in, involved in and passionate about, you know, and, and that quick wit would would take him into any topic and always keep you on the ball. As Harford said today, Daniel would say, he'd he whip in the zinger there and just... And then four or five seconds later, you think, geez, he's got me there, you know? And so he had that he had that um, personality too that would always keep you on your toes, and that was always fun. Uh, it made everything so interesting. So digressing back to our early days of, um, you know, travelling around the state, you know, going to the races, uh, there was many a times there that we would... We would go and look at horses. You know, we went and found, you know, Dandy Kid at Berrigan in the paddock. So we'd be gone for 12 hours driving around the state all day. And the 12 hours would just go in a, in a minute because every minute of that 12 hours was just talking all different topics. As you mentioned, the music, you know, we'd be listening to all those songs that's played, Robbie Williams and everything. And we'd pull over somewhere during that during that Saturday morning going to faraway country meetings in the early days to to do his radio um, tips on the, on the side of the road while we had reception. So being the man, uh, long story to answer this, because it, it is a long answer, would cover all of those bases. Mm. And that's why it was so easy to be on the phone for such a long period or have a long lunch with him or whatever and throw in his heartfelt uh, selflessness to, to help anyone. He was such an all-rounder in every aspect of my life. Uh, and he kept his humour to the very end, despite the adversity uh, that he was facing and the pain. Uh, the one, I've got to tell you a text here, a little dinger he gave me last Friday night, you know. Yeah. And this is what his life like. Hard squeezes uh, going really well, and the mare's races that are eligible for her at Mooney Valley, yet she's a big track winner. So he sends me a text last Friday night. Dear Robbie, I'm racing well, but I go much better on big tracks. Kind regards, hard squeeze. <laughs> well, when when we announced the GoFundMe page and and Dean came on in, and he was clearly under a lot of duress, but he wanted to come on and and do a final interview to the RSN public and the listeners to thank them for the GoFundMe. He sent a text message after that, and I'm sure Robbie Lang won't mind because he's got a good sense of humour, but uh, Dean sent me a text and said, I'm so humbled and overwhelmed by today's show and the subsequent generosity. I'm lost for words. Robbie Lang donating, though, did concern me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said to me at the, on, the, on the Friday night at Cranbourne because he, he was very, very humbled by it. And he said to me, he said, oh, look, he said, I'm a, I'm a bit... He said, I'm, I'm actually a bit embarrassed by the go from me because racing owes me nothing. He said, um, he said, everyone, a lot of people get cancer. And he said, they don't get help. He said, why should I be helped? I said, Dean, you've given so much for so many. People want to help you. He said, yeah, but racing owes me nothing, you know. And that's mm. how humbled he was, you know. And, that's, and the message he sent out that night on the tweet 
you know, he felt sorry for everyone not getting an opportunity to race their horses because the meeting was called off, you know. And uh, that's the sort of selfless person yep. that he is. And then on the flip side, you know, he's, he, he's, he's, uh, he's quick wit, have fun. Um, he says to me, you know, before the meeting was called off, he says, I'm off here at the 200 metre mark. But he knew I was uh, having dinner there. He said, "I hope you get a hope you get a feed, you know." So he has the he has the um, he has the humour all the way through, you know. Like right to the end, he had the humour all the way through, and and that scene, you know, like we were watching the you know the castle again the other night, and uh, <laughs> and then we were talking about breeding, and I said something about one of the mares had a cult. We were talking about names, son of Coco, you know, and it just. <laughs> He's just got all the uh, all the funny lines out of the movies and the music, and there is not one topic that you can't have a great conversation with him about. Uh, it's not just racing, you know. So a remarkable all-rounder, remarkable. There is no doubt about that. Uh, can you do Dino proud tomorrow at Flemington? Uh, what would he be telling you about Daily Bugle, who didn't have much luck last start? Well, uh, well. To be honest, uh, he would be. He reckons he's been flying because he said to me first up, he is just so much over the odds. He thinks that he's a certain stand down and he delivered. So um, we're hoping that uh, he would be saying the same tomorrow. He would be a little concerned that he's uh, he hasn't been as strong at the mile as in his career versus the 14. But a soft run from a good draw, if he gets the break, he would certainly be having him in the mix. That's what I think he'd be telling me in the morning. Excellent. Hey, how's Sarasana, by the way? Um, she knocked the leg coming out of the barriers, but um, but she seems to be okay. So um, it was one of those races where one, two, three, four ran in order of position. So we think that her run was uh, adequate. Uh, and the race at the moment is so wide open as a diamond that I think that I don't think there's any standouts at the minute. So I think that she's one of many in the mix and, uh, and she'll improve with the benefit of having that run. So... We're hoping that uh, we get there in good order, which she seems to be uh, yesterday and this morning. So all going well. We're, we're in the mix with the diamond, yeah. Robbie, uh, thoughts are with you, mate. I know how close you and Dino were. Um, and I really appreciate you coming on and, and just reliving some of the, the tales and the bright side. It's not all sadness today. We're, we're remembering a remarkable life, even though it was way, way too short in 54 years. And, mate, we wish you all the best tomorrow. Hopefully Dino's giving you a, a little push along with Daily Bugle. Terrific, Michael. Thank you so much.